0: insurance town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. And guys, it's a good day. It's a fun day. I've got someone coming on the show from outside of our industry that is so much fun to talk to. He's become a friend of mine and I'm highly blessed uh, to have him as a friend and as a guest today. I think you're really going to get a lot out of this episode and I got my man, Desmond Clark, or Des Clark, however you want to look at it. Former NFL player for the Chicago Bears and other teams. He is unbelievable as a speaker now and uh, an author. He's authored some books, and we're going to talk about some of those things and his principles uh, of creating standards of excellence. Um, He has a book out about it. He's got so many things to offer to you, the audience. So even though we're not talking insurance right now, please just sit back and listen to this episode. It's so very good. This episode is sponsored by my good friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. You hear me say it every week, but guys, I want you to reach out to them. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and and take advantage uh, of this opportunity to go look at it. Whether you need one contract or 10, um, they don't have any contracts. They don't have any Upfront fees. I say no contracts, no lengthy contracts, no upfront fees. They even share in their bonus and contingencies and they negotiate higher commissions and lower premium thresholds, lower volume requirements, all of those things because they love the independent agent, smartchoiceagents.com. Please go check it out. Also, my other good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all of those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Guys, again, an absolute game changer for our industry. You got to check them out. Uh, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Check it out. Get a demo. Do the whole thing. Tell them the mayor sent you got to. Uh, because again, it, it's just going to change the way that you do business and make things so much easier for you. Getting those deck pages and you can create customizable links for your referral partners. The whole nine. Go check it out. Now, on to today's show again des clark former nfl player uh current speaker uh author really big on leadership he has a book principles of winning the five keys to create a standard of excellence you're going to check that out you're going to want to hire him to come speak at your next event i promise you this dude is phenomenal sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with des clark des clark what's
1: happening my brother Man, life is good. Life is good, man. No, no complaints over here. So, yeah. Yep,
0: it's always good with you, isn't it?
1: What's What's the other alternative? It that's right. Bad. Why Why would you want to take that one?
0: <laughs> that's right. That's why. That's why I like visiting with you. Last time we talked, we had such a good conversation. I felt so upbeat and I felt so happy after we talked. I was like, man, I gotta get this guy on my show. So I'm glad that we're able to connect today, and I can introduce you to the insurance, you know, my insurance podcast listeners, and. The whole thing, and my citizens will love getting to hear from you. So, for those who don't know, Dez Clark's uh, he's a big deal, man. This guy uh, played in the NFL. How long did you play?
1: Played 12 years. That's
0: what I thought, man. And, I, and you know, one of my proud moments was not one of yours. I'm a, I was a Colts fan at the time. We'll get into oh, that later.
1: Why, why Why are we even bringing that up? man? You why, know what?
0: We're we, we just going to let that go for a minute. <laughs> uh, but. I do. For people that don't know, people that just crawled out from under a rock and don't know who Daz Clark is, let's take a walk down memory lane. Why not you tell them who you are and impress these folks a little bit.
1: Man, I'm a star where most people know me from, from um, playing in the NFL for 12 years, three years with the Denver Broncos, one year with the Miami Dolphins, but eight years with Chicago Bears. And that's where most people know me at, as being a Chicago Bear playing tight end there, taking the team, help taking the team and lead the team to the Super Bowl. But uh, as you know, the journey started way before that, back in Lakeland, Florida, you know, where I was born and raised going to Kathleen high school with a lot of other great athletes like uh, Ray Lewis, Freddie Mitchell. Um, I don't know if you remember the kicker, Paul Edinger. And then on the other side of town, we had other people that went to to the league. So man, I grew up in a, in a uh, rich environment with athletes, uh, so from there, I went on to Wake Forest University and um, did some pretty good things there too, uh, with with uh, playing receiver. Uh, left Wake Forest as an all-time ACC leading receiver before being drafted in the sixth round by the Denver Broncos. So that's who I am, man. I'm a product of um, Rena Rena Clark and, and, and Paul Clark, and uh, man, just you know, still still going, man. That that those are a few chapters in the book, but. Uh, got got a few more chapters to write. There you go.
0: Man, I got to know what's that like, you know, whether you are cut or traded or free agency. What what's that like? Cuz you know in the insurance world, we can't just say, "Hey, that producer's good. I'm going to go trade for that guy." Or right. that that customer service rep, man, she's good. I want to trade for her. What's that like in your what's that mindset like for you when you get drafted by one team? And next thing you know, three
1: years later, you're playing somewhere else. So, I mean, you can't go in and trade for people, but you can go and draft people, right? You can go get right. people from college. And you also got a free agent market out there when people's like, oh, man, I'm not I'm not so happy here. They're not com- um, compensating me as I feel I should be compensated or I'm just looking for a fresh new start somewhere. You can go pick them free agents up. That's true. And the other thing that you could do in insurance, uh, you can cut people. <laughs> So that you can cut. But as far yeah. as being traded, did you ever get traded? I, I never was traded. So um I was released from the Denver Broncos. And that's that's a feeling that's it's it's a low sinking feeling, especially, especially when you're coming off of 51 catches and six touchdowns, and thinking that you're the next up and coming young tight end in the NFL, and you're yeah. just moments away. Or a uh, months away from being a starter, then they bring back a Hall of Famer, and then then you break your arm in training camp, and then then you got the Grim Reaper coming through the door, and he stops right at your locker and says, "Hey, uh, Desmond, uh, coach need to see you. Bring your playbook." You know, at that point, you're done. You're done. Right. It's not a good feeling to go go back home and have to tell the family, like, "Hey, I don't have a job anymore."
0: Yeah, but you knew you were talented. You're gonna get somewhere though. Uh... And so, and back then, I got to, you know, if I remember correctly, now I'll tell you, uh, we've talked about this before in our friendship. I, I've i drafted you on my fantasy teams back in, I think it was 05, 06, 07, some of those good years. Yeah. Where you had some of those big catches. That's when you were a bear. But, uh, and I remember uh, being real proud to have you on my team some of those years with some of those touchdown years that you had and those catches. Because my leagues are real heavy on the wide receiver catches, not just touchdowns. Right. And you had some good years then. But if I remember correctly, I mean, even for you having those standout years, you had to go against some stiff competition as far as the tight ends go. Didn't you have like Tony Gonzalez and you had
1: oh man, some Gates. of those
0: other big names out there, man?
1: Yeah, Tony Gonzalez, you had Gates, you had um Dallas and Clark. Antonio Gates, Dallas Clark, yeah. Yeah, you you had you had some you had some beasts out there that was doing doing some some pretty good things. Um uh who was my guy from Miami? Cause it was Ricky Um when I went down there. Uh, and, and man, I'm, 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 losing
0: oh, it, oh, oh, okay. Out
1: of Georgia, out of Georgia.
0: Yeah. I know you're talking about, but I just blanked on his name, but yeah. Um, but I mean that mindset for you, because as insurance agents, we're all out there competing against some of the best. Right, you know, we we could be having our best year yet and lose to somebody else. But you know, you got that competition. We all face competition: insurance, right. NFL. W- what kind of mindset you got to get, and what kind of mindset do my agents got to get into going into every day in the battle.
1: First of all, you just said a couple of things. You you said a couple of things that we could really focus on. Let's, you said let's get into it. The competition of everybody else, right? There is no competition. He out okay. There. There's okay, no. Competition let's go out there. Talk to me. The Don't only me. competition that you have is you. Okay. If you worried about what they're doing and and how they're doing it, you're missing the point, right? Okay. And you you also said and I'm gonna come back to that, but you also said you can have a best year and still lose to somebody else. If you had your best year, did you really lose? Well, no. Did you really? No, lose? no. Yeah, I'm
0: with you on that. I meant you could lose an account, or you could lose this, or you could right. get beat here or there. But you're still like you
1: said, you're still winning. You've still you, had a great year. And you may not get the recognition because somebody else did better than you, but when you boil it all down, you didn't lose. You just had your freaking best year, right? And and, and going back to the competition thing, the, the only thing that the best thing that you can ever do in life is bring the best version of you. The best version of you, we don't we don't need to compare with other people because the best version of you is the best. And if you're bringing that every single day, there's no other competition because tomorrow, like I posted today, tomorrow needs to um, needs to add to what you're going to produce today. I mean, yesterday needs to add to what you're going to produce today. So it's all about you being the best version of you yesterday. So now you can be the best version of you today. And that is your only competition. That's, that's it. Good. Yeah. That's, that's
0: good. It. It- you know, I want to get into some things that you just said for a minute. And I think that it's, it's big because again, even, you know, you talk about your best year, you talk about the best you and and still dealing with some struggles, still dealing with some things. Mm-hmm. I got to say it, you're going to get mad at me, but that year, those bears, that Erlacher and you, and you had Rex Grossman, you had, you know, the coach and Lovey Smith, you had a squad put together that I had picked y'all to win. I, I didn't think y'all would get upset. But y'all had a great squad and still came out on the other end of that. But I know there had to have been some life lessons that you learned through that. Oh, Those are things that you learned, even having maybe what you thought going into that game was the best team in the NFL, and you happened to come out against a, a, a strong Peyton Manning team, and you came up against a good defense, you came up against a good team. What kind of things can you learn from that? Or First, did you? I mean-
1: First, first, let me just go back to tomorrow must improve upon today. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Tomorrow yes. must improve upon today. I was butchering that, and it finally came back to me. But the lessons, man, I don't think we had the most talented team, right? Okay. Uh, so, we, especially on, all, on the defensive side of the ball, <laughs> absolutely. That defense was <laughs> one of some grown men over there. Yeah. And I think they end up ranked, like, either first or second in the league. I can't remember. Right, but they were top top three for sure in the league um, for uh, defense. But yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, we had we had we had a bunch of good players. We had one or two. I mean, you look at Olin Crouse. You know, you could, you could call him a great player. Um, but outside of him, the great elite players. I, I don't think we had it. we had Musa Muhammad, good player, really good player, very good player. We had Thomas Jones, very good player, right? Uh, so I'm not saying that we didn't have talent, but um, I don't think we were the most talented team out there. And here's what I learned from that: that you don't have to be the most talented to get to the top of the mountain. Like you, you gotta you gotta um, outwork the other the other side. You know, I, I look at it like this. There's 32 teams there, right? With equal, almost equal amounts of talent, just little small differences. Everybody's trying to go for the same prize. Just like in the insurance industry, everybody, I mean, how many how many thousands of people are going for the same prize? Everybody's trying to get that policy. Everybody's trying to get that policy. What's going to separate this broker from that broker? It's going to be the broker that outworks that broker. Yep. And that's what it's going to come down to. Because most of the time, the brokers probably have similar talent, right? And sometimes it may be a broker that don't have as much talent that go in and win that prize just because they outwork the other person. Oh, yeah. my A good
0: friend of mine and my audience will know, a guy named David Carruthers talks about taking that extra two minutes, doing whatever it takes, just that little bit of extra from that competition, just like you're talking about. That broker who does that little bit extra outworks them mm-hmm. just a little bit harder is going to be the one that's going to win that account most of the time.
1: Right. I mean, he, he or she sent that email at the end of the day instead of sending it in the morning. The next day, person on the other side just so happened to be working late mm-hmm. and got the email and committed.
0: Yep. Just yep. small
1: little things like that.
0: Oh, yeah. And so I want to continue to, to talk about and you're going to hate me for it. But going in halftime, 14, 16, y'all were just down by a couple. Y'all right. had a great first quarter there. And uh, you know, you're going in, you're, you're feeling pretty good about it, and you, you come out the other side. Do you remember that locker room talk, what that felt like in there, what the coach said, what that was for you.
1: Do you remember any of that? Yeah, I know, I know that for for love it, it was just state of course, right? We yeah. were in the game. Um, we had a couple, couple mistakes, uh, but we were we were right there. I mean, it's 14, 16 the game is still in the balance. And Levy was the type of coach that he always just wanted us to stay the course. I remember in 05 when we started was it 04? No, it's 05. We started off like 0 yeah. and 3 and we we were stinking up the joint, right? Rex Grossman had got hurt. Um he was supposed to be the our quarterback for the year. Uh we went, had to go to rookie Kyle Orton and man, we I think we might have been or four. And he kept preaching, just stay the course. What we do, it'll work. Just stay the course. And we wrote and we rolled off like seven, eight, nine, ten straight games and, and ended up that season, I believe, like at eleven and five. After like an zero and three, zero and four start, and it was the same message. The message never changed, and, and that, I think that's something that that leaders and and people in business can grow from. You 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 can't you can't have one message one day and then have a different message the, the next day. You're gonna confuse the hell out of everybody. No, I think consistency is key. There, what's what's your core? What's your core beliefs? What's your core values? What are, what 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 is the focus? All right, let's stay there. Let's drill down. Let's 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 master this core. I love it. And
0: uh, I think that's something that obviously resonated with you. could stuck with you 15 years later or whatever it might be. So that consistency, years. is that something that you still carry on today?
1: Oh, consistency is like consistency and discipline are the two keys that can open up just about any door. Right. Um, you know, even when it comes to, to raising kids, you got to be consistent. You 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 can't you can't be the best friend one day and try to be the hard ass the next day. Right. That ain't going to work because you're confusing the kid. All right. Who are you um, as as a leader? You can't be Debbie Downer one day and then come in and be party Joe the next day. Like, who are you? People want to know that you're reliable and you're consistent. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so,
0: you know, I, I think that you no. Know, so now post career in the NFL, because you played a little bit after that Super Bowl, but post career there, uh, obviously, you're still at it in leadership, just because you leave the, the game itself, leadership is still inside of you. And it's something that we've all, you know, those who followed you continue to see that in you. And You, in fact, wrote a book on it. So you can say you wrote the book on leadership. Tell me what's there. Tell my audience. I know it. Uh, You sent it to me. What's the name of that book that you wrote?
1: So I got got it right here. Um, Principles of Winning, Five Keys to Create a Standard of Excellence. And as you guys can see, this is my copy.
0: (laughs) So uh, talk to me about the Principles of Winning. How would you come up with this book? Uh, And when did this come about? Things of that
1: nature. So when I first started speaking back in 2013, um, it was a it was a written keynote speech that I wrote, and for me, I took although I left the game, I took a lot of I took a lot of the game with me, right? Because. Right. All of those things that I learned over time and not just the game, just going back in my personal history, all the experiences that I've had um, uh, with college coaches, with family, with with influential people throughout my life. I took all of that stuff with me once I left the, the NFL. So hopefully I could be successful in the next chapter of my life. And when you think about the book, it was a download of how did you become successful? What were the principles? What were the disciplines? What were the consistencies that you had to drill down on to create a standard of excellence? And really, it came down to five different things that I wrote in the book about if you want to be excellent at anything, here's five things that you can always take with you, because those are the five things that I felt like made me successful. Now, did you have to do a lot
0: of deep soul searching on that or just kind of flow out? Like, this is the stuff that's just mainly been with me. And then I recognized, was well, it some soul search in there to figure out those five things?
1: You know what? It was a lot of if if thinking about the wall and putting all the bullet points up there and just brainstorming like oh man that happened that happened this happened that happened what did I learn from that man when that person told me this now I understand that how did that make sense to me later on in life how did that impact me then all that's what it was like right and then I had to structure all of all of that stuff and, and put it in a in a in a in a manner that you can read it and it flows and it makes sense. And it comes from, you know, beginning to an end point. That's cool. Uh, And I think that we can
0: all do that within our own lives as leaders, as people, men and women listening to this show right now. I mean, yes, get Des's book. I'm going to send it to you if you want it. You send me an email. I'll get with Des. I'll get it to you. I'll pay for it. But if you want to search your own life, find your own disciplines that helped you in your life. I think we all have our own story. And I love as a podcast host and, and you love as a leader getting to hear people's stories, get to have them tell their own story and write their own story. And that's something I think is cool with you that uh, you're wanting to help people to do, right?
1: Absolutely. That one, one of the things that I love about what I do is I get to interact with people. And because I know how people view me is why I love this about doing this with other people. Like, Heath, Heath how, how old are you? You don't mind sharing with the world. Forty-two, baby. So you're forty-two, right? So I get to see this forty-two-year-old version of of Heath, right? But there's been forty-two years before that that makes up what I'm seeing and who I'm having this conversation with today. I want to peel back the layers. Yep. And I want to understand how did you get here? What's yep. what's some of the what's some of the the disciplines and what's some of what's some of the core beliefs? What's some of the experiences? that that you've had to show me this picture that I'm seeing right now. Because for me, I used to get frustrated, right? I used to get frustrated when people used to come and they only wanted to speak and have a conversation and be around the football player. Like to me, that's irritating because in a way I kind of felt like, man, do people, those people who engage with me like that, do they just think that I'm a shallow person? Like I'm so much more than just a football player. Like, I got so many thoughts. I got some stuff that, hey, I, I really believe I could change lives with. You know, let's have some of those conversations. Let's have yep. some of the conversations that help shape that type of thinking. You know what I'm saying? And then as I have those conversations with you, Heath, you know what happens? I grow. I develop because I could learn something from you. And that's what that's what I love about what I do. That's what I love about having that opportunity to to get with leaders and and professionals and understand what motivates you, what drives you, what pushes you, you know, and then I think I'm skilled enough just to tune it up just a little bit. So we can go, we can go from 490 horsepower to 500 horsepower. Right. So that's, that's what I love about what I do.
0: You know what that means, guys? It's a mid-roll ad, a mid-roll ad, a mid-roll ad, and we've got, my friends over at Agency Performance Partners that are a proud sponsor of the show and I'm proud to have them on the show. They do so many phenomenal things for the industry. They even have what they call the Agency Performance Pack, which takes so many of their trainings and their schools and their their ideas and techniques and their processes and everything they do and put them into one virtual value pack that you can go for Uh, agency performance pack is where you want to go. It's a low 245 a month. And you can even get a discount for you putting the code Heath and get you a discount on that. And this is a do-it-yourself model that you can log into every day and take their courses. They have three core courses in time management, retention, and sales. They also have other courses out there. Kelly and I just released a course called Hiring Uh, It's a hiring playbook on hiring, onboarding, retaining your top talent with templates and job descriptions and scripts and the whole nine yards. This is a great program. Uh, There's so many other ones. Every quarter, APP releases a new course that you will have access to. Uh, Look at a subscription model, kind of like Netflix for insurance. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com, find the agency performance pack, put a discount code of Heath in, and you'll be so proud that you did. Also, I got to talk to you with my friends over at CoverDesk. CoverDesk is uh, the place to go for virtual assistants. They know our industry. They know what we do. So many of you have have already signed up uh, for CoverDesk. And you tell me all the time, thank you so much. I love CoverDesk. I love their employees. I love what they add to my team. They can come in and do so many things uh, beyond what you could ever imagine. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell Andy that I sent you. You'll be so proud that you did. Now let's get back to the show. And, and I and I love it. And, and I love to see that. I love to hear that. And you can tell it in the passion in your voice. And I, I think that's super cool. And I think for those who are listening, you know, obviously we're going to take a break on this episode from talking insurance. And I'm hoping the audience is going to be cool with that because you you were such an inspiration to me 13 to 15 years ago, watching you play, seeing what you do, and just the manner in which you carried yourself, and I'll never forget it, you may or may not remember this, but uh, there was a, uh, a, a video that came out about you on TMZ. At, at first it came out, it looked like there was some controversy and then it showed you taking care of, I don't know if that was your daughter or a little girl in a crowd. No, and there
1: was, it was my wife.
0: <laughs> okay, your wife did. Well, she's so much littler because you're a big guy. Your but wife. anyway, and the, and the crowd was clapping for you and you were apparently doing the right thing, but it came out TMZ like they were trying to catch you doing something. But it's seeing the way in which you carried yourself and you were doing the right thing, it looked like, I just, I, I've always remembered that. Am I right? It was like a TMZ video type
1: thing. yeah. It, it, and, and they labeled it um, Desmond, Desmond Clark's high school tirade. Right. So, of course. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily wrong. He did, because I went off. I went straight off because it was all about what my son had been going through at that school. And me and my wife, we had had enough of it. we had went to the school on three separate occasions once a year. And now this is the beginning of his senior year in the same nonsense. Racial nonsense is happening again. We're done. We're not playing nice. And I let everybody know. Right. And you know what? I would go and I would do it again. We got arrested and they charged me with disorderly conduct. They tried to charge me. And you've seen the video. They they charged, they, they charged my wife with uh, assault. And all she said to that lady is, what did you say to my son? They charged her with assault. Um, man, and we can get into this and some of, some of the other stuff. But the whole point of me going into it is I'll do it again. Because that's what I stand for. But this the thing my- I remember the most, and it's been a few years ago, it's, I think, if I
0: remember correctly. I 15. Yeah, it's been a few years ago, but it stood out to me because I am a, a fan of yours. But the, the crowd was clapping for you. They weren't clapping for the police. They weren't clapping for the. They were clapping for you. And I remember you having a little wave to the crowd, like uh, acknowledging that, yeah, this is tough for you. But at the same time, thank you for supporting me. And you were standing your ground for racial injustice or whatever it may have been. But again, like you said a minute ago, and I don't want to get too deep into stuff that maybe we can get into another show, but the point being, you've always stood for the right thing. You've always been a man off the field and on the field that did the right thing. And And that's always been something that meant something to me. And I've got, you know, kids that uh, I'm raising to try to be like that as well. And my kids are in sports and they're into this or that. But to know that beyond the game, and it is a game of football, there's Desmond, the man. There's Des, the father. There's Des, the husband. There's Des, the entrepreneur. There's Des that, you know, people don't recognize. But again, and that goes for those that are listening too, there's more than just the insurance guy and there's more than just the, the insurance customer service rep. There's so much more than that. You've got a platform in your own town, your own team, that you can stand on. And Des wrote the book on leadership <laughs> on the five. What are those, those five principles to
1: winning? So, um, you got to buy the book. I can't give it away. The game, game is to be sold, not to be told. I hear, you. <laughs> I hear you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, have uh, a little hint, Dilly. A little teaser. No, so so everything that you were just saying goes to my first principle. All you have is your name and your word, and in the book is we, we call it protecting your name and your word, and and, and this this relates to everything, right? I don't care. Be, me being an insurance salesman, I still sell life insurance, disability insurance. I once sold uh, property and casualty, home, auto, but my name and my word, right? that's my brand. That's who I am. That's what I stand for. We, we, I think we need to understand as professionals, as salespeople, that your name is your brand. You can work for A, B, and C company, but people are buying from you and what, whatever your no, what do you want your brand to stand for? That's what you have to decide for the first and foremost. What do you want your brand to stand for? And then you have to go out and tell people, and live it. And you can't tell anybody how to think, but you damn sure can influence it. And I believe that's why I've been successful. Yes, I played ball. That gets me in the door, right? But I could play ball and be an asshole and people not like me. I can play ball and be the worst salesperson and people not want to buy anything. But I was able to brand myself first and foremost when I got in front of somebody, right? And now because they like the brand of Desmond Clark. They're willing to listen to, to, to the other stuff. They're willing to, you know, I only buy Nike workout shoes. Why? Because I trust the brand. And it is all I, I buy other shoes for other things, but I only buy Nike workout shoes because I trust it. Same thing in profession, in, in professional whatever and sales. If they trust the brand, which is your name and your word, they'll continue to come back to you. And, and that's the first principle that. I learned as um, a 16, 17 year old when I totally screwed up and my head coach on my um, high school football team uh, put his hand around my neck. I'm not going to say he choked me. Uh, He squeezed gently uh, (laughs) in love. And once we well, not once we got finished talking, once he got done talking, he he said these words, said, son, in, in, in this life, all you have is your name and your word. And once you lose that, you've lost everything. And I didn't get it at the time, but later on in life, man, it's, it just started to ring. Just that's it. That's all I have. When, when, when people say Desmond Clark, I want them to say Desmond Clark and have a good emotional reaction because whether you know it or not, when... You pick up the phone and you call someone, and I'm talking to all the salespeople out there, and they see your number come up, they have an emotional reaction. One way or the other. One way or the other. What do you want it to be? What do you want it to stand for? What do you want people to feel? You have to live it, and you also have to go out and and, and speak it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's what I used to
0: say to, still say to my kids. On your tombstone one day, it's going to say, you know, born here, dead here, there's a dash in the middle. What'd you do with that dash?
1: Right. You know, yeah. did
0: you live that dash in a way where people are going to say, you know, underneath that was a great man or whatever. It could say something terrible underneath there on that gravestone It's what you do with that dash.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I think you're right. You got your name and it, it, that's you got to live by that. You got to have whatever you want people to think of you. And again, go back to that phone call when I call. And if dad sees my name pop up, I don't want to be like, oh, I ain't going to answer that phone. That's he. I, I want him to be like, man, that's he. Did you uplift me? I'm gonna talk to him, he's gonna help me today. Let's do it. Right. So I appreciate it. that's a good first point.
1: And, and you know, as a salesperson, you don't want it to always be, oh man, he's about to call and try to sell me some more insurance. You wanna you wanna be deeper than that. You you yep. wanna have more depth to it, you wanna add more value to a client, right? Um exactly. the um, number two is is the power of relationships, man. Um Ooh, you speaking my language now. Go and, ahead. And there, there, there are, you know components to how you build great relationships and they stack up and it stacks upon your name and your word. Yep. I'm talking about, and, and we can flip this into leadership also because you're naming your word. That's how you build trust with others, right? You're, you're showing that you're trustworthy. Yep. Now that you've shown that you're trustworthy, people allow you to now build trust with them, which is yep. now the power of relationships. I've shown that I'm trustworthy. now. Hey, I'll buy from you. I'll I'll allow you to come in my life now. And when you want to build powerful relationships, a few things that, that you, that you must do. First of all, you must not be judgmental. You have to be curious. You cannot be judgmental. You can't look at somebody and assume something. You can't have a a brief interaction with somebody and assume something you have to, you have to look at someone and be curious. You have to have an interaction with someone and be curious, um, about who they, who they are, Uh, You also have to be encouraging and challenging at the same time. Oh. Have you ever had someone say, heard someone say, Man, I just like being around that person. I don't, I don't, I don't really know why. I just something about that person I like being around. Usually it's because somewhere within us, we all want to be at our best. Are we always at our best? No. But when you get around people that brings out the best in you, those are the people that you want to be around. And sometimes you don't even recognize it so yeah. being, being encouraging and challenging it's like being a cheerleader and kicking someone in the in the rear end all at the same time in a very complimentary nice way where it's not offending anyone um or, or not degrading anyone or being negative it's a fine line but people want to be around those type of people Yep. and those those, those are just like that's just like two it's like i got like five or six more um, components of building relationships. And, and we already talked about being consistent and reliable. Like right. Heath, if 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 you're calling me, Heath, and, and one day you've been an asshole and then the next day, oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, I was just having a bad day. And that's that up and down seesaw stuff. I don't want to be around that stuff.
0: That's too much drama.
1: Yeah, I want to be some, around someone who's consistent and reliable. And when when they come around, I I, I know what I'm getting into. Yep. And, and that's and those are three components of building powerful relationships. And same thing in sales. Same, same thing. Now you got the trust. Now people allow you to build those relationships. And here we go. Yeah, now,
0: I also think uh as part of building those relationships, you got to add value. No matter what you're doing, where you're going, adding value. Hold on. Power about relationships. To read the, okay.
1: Power relationships. Uh what, what that answer. say right there. Add value
0: for the <laughs> other person. There you go. That's in the chat. <laughs> it's in the book. It's in the book. Y'all need to get this book now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I'll I'll buy it for you. So uh we'll talk about that in the outro. But um okay, so you know, we talk about my language talking about relationships. Um, you know, is there anything you want to hint at the third, fourth, the fifth one? Or you just want to leave it there? No, oh tease oh no,
1: we, we can we could jump at it. We can we can take we can take a stab at it. The the third one um, is is committing to excellence. Oh, okay, okay. Now you got the relationship now and now you're now now you got to commit to the excellence of building, executing, whatever that next step is. Right. And with leadership, you know, now we now we have uh, now we have the trust. And when we have a relationship and, and, and leadership, now we can have constructive conflict. Right. I could come to you. I don't have to be politically correct. I could come to you and say what's really on my mind, and I could be very authentic and transparent with you because we have trust. And now we can get through all the BS because I know you, you know me as a person. I know you as a person won't need to to, to do all the little, you know, stuff. I can come to you direct and have real conflict. And when we can have like real conflict, we can get to real truth. And once we can get the real truth, then we can commit to yep. whatever the real truth is. And we can go forward. Same things, hey, principles of winning, excellence, commit to excellence. And that's the third thing is commitment to excellence. And then once we commit to excellence, it's all about your self-motivation. Yep. And what I mean by that is how what, what can I expect from me, and what am I going to hold myself accountable to? Because I com- i committed, you remember, I—I I committed. So, what am I going to hold myself accountable to? And that—and in and, and leadership, it's all about driving accountability amongst the team. Once you get that—that that commitment, so—and then the last thing is, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I selling insurance? What am I trying to accomplish here? What's your why? Yeah, and. and If you don't have a definition there, you're going to get blown all over the place.
0: And that why could be as simple as to make more money, or that why could be to provide a college education for my children, or that why could be to give back to my community. It could be a whole lot of different whys.
1: And you know what? People shy away from the making money thing, but everything that you just said, paying for college, it takes money for that. Giving back to my community. It could be time or money. So. All of this crap about oh I don't I don't really do it for the money BS. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you solely do it for the money, but here's here's how I view money, right? Really none of us go to work for money. Like because money is like digital piece, pieces of paper or whatever it is. We go to work for what money can provide for us. So we're going to work, like say for the education. We're going to work so we can take vacations. We're going to work so we can live in a nice home. We're going to work so we can create the lifestyle that we want. That's why we go to work. And you know what? You know what produces that? The income that we earn. So it comes back to the money. Yep. Well, and, and not just the money. Like for me, being a speaker, one of the things I get to do, I'm at home all day. And then I get to travel and I get to speak. And if I don't feel like working tomorrow, guess what? I don't work tomorrow. So there, there's other components too, but that money piece is always there. It sure
0: is. And there are a lot of people that say that, and I've caught myself saying it too, but at the end of the day, everybody has that price tag, that money to say, if I can get to this place, I've made it. Or And it always climbs. I remember when I first got in the insurance business. It was if I could just get to fifty thousand, I'd be good. If I can just get to seventy five thousand. If I can just get to a hundred. If I can just get here. If I can just get here. If I can just get. It just kept climbing, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that money factor is a big deal, and everybody has that that. Number, whatever that is, you could have grown up in poverty and 50K is a a million bucks to you. Right. That's that was me, Mm -hmm. you know, not that I grew up in poverty, but I just thought, man, if I could get there. And then, you know, as I fast forward 10 years later, 20 years later, that number continues to rise. But that's okay. It's okay to have that because you got to set goals to get there. You got to set the things you got to have these five principles to help you to get there to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. And, and I always no, And I tell, you know, my family, the way we operate, we're going to give the first 10% to the church. We're going to give a certain percentage of our savings. We've got it all set apart where it is, you know, but at the same time, the more we earn, the more we could spend, you know, give to the church. We could give to our community. We could give back to things. So it feels good to be able to up that that offerings check. It feels good to be able to give more to charity. It feels good to be able to to give back, not just receive in. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big part of leadership
1: as well. Absolutely. Leadership is, for me, is all giving, right? And and leadership is about the people that are taking your lead. It's about influencing them. Leadership is influence. And what happens is once you give what you got to those people who are taking your lead and you are able to develop them to be better at what they do, now what you get back, and I love this example, we went to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah. 6 in in that 2006 season. Um Levin Smith didn't didn't run that one play. Not one play. But if we would have won that Super Bowl, he would have got the title of Super Bowl champion, right? And rightfully so. Because he was the leader that developed the coaching staff, his executive leadership team that helped develop the players. And he had to give up himself all the knowledge and everything that he had to develop everybody up under him. And in return, he got back being honored as a really great coach. But it's because he gave, he pushed, he uh, developed. That's that's why people see him as a great coach.
0: You know, you talk about the other side of that ball, Uh, With Tony Dungy, one of the best in the league as well, a leader of men. And someone I read, I don't know if you read his book, man, that's a good book, Mm -hmm. but that's a leader amongst men too. Des Clark, a leader amongst men, I mean, and women for that matter. I mean, it's just, uh, it's leaving that legacy behind. And I I think that everything is
1: leadership. Everything, every, everything is leadership. Everything okay. is leadership. And, and, and I'll explain that. Um, you want to make money? If you want to make money, you have to have a skill or you have to have a product or a service that you develop and take it out to the market, right? And now you have to influence other people to the fact that this will help you. This will make your life better, easier, or whatever it is to buy that product. To invest into that product leadership leadership influence because yeah. Yeah. hey the only way you're going to buy this book is if you buy into my leadership yep. about this book you know what this right here somebody had to develop something that led me to believe that's what i wanted leadership everything is leadership
0: yep you're right on and that's that's a great place to to end this uh i can keep talking to you forever we're going to do a part two on this eventually but uh, the book is found where? Everywhere? Amazon? Uh, yeah, and, and that's everywhere, right? <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I'll I'll do it now before I get to the outro. I'll purchase five of them myself. The first five people that email Heath at com, I'll send it to you myself. So you just sold five books right now. And oh. then anybody else that wants to purchase the book, they can go to Amazon and look it up. It is titled Principles, uh, t- t- tell me.
1: Principles of Winning, Five Keys to Create a Standard of Excellence. And I'm a to, uh, well, I forgot this audio, not video. So they it, can't- it's,
0: I'll release part of the video, but uh, it is audio. But yes, look for it. Or you can just probably go. That's what I did. It went on Amazon and just look up Desmond Clark. You're going to find it. you got two books out there, I believe, don't you? Or just the one.
1: I only have one out there, but I actually, um, this is my third book that I've, uh, written. Okay. yeah. So
0: look for this book, um, uh, purchase this book and we're going to have you come back for a part two and uh, we'll get dive more into leadership. Or let me say this, I'm gonna beat you to it. I hope Uh huh. if you're looking all y'all insurance folks, if you're looking for a speaker at your next conference, if your next event, your next mastermind, my boy Dez Clark's going to come in and, and do a good job for you. And he can talk the insurance because he sold it. He can talk leadership because he's done it. He can tell a few sports stories in there. He can talk about fatherhood. He can talk about a lot of things. Des Clark Speaks. You got a website for Des Clark Speaks?
1: You just said it, www.dezclarkspeaks, and that's D-E-Z-C-L-A-R-K speaks with an S. Dot com. There
0: you go. Des Clark speaks.com. You talk about filling up some seats and getting some electricity in the room. You bring Des Clark. You're going to bring the energy. You're going to bring the leadership. You're going to have those people fired up when they walk out of that conference.
1: Yeah. They, and they're going to walk out not just with great stories. They're going to walk out solving problems, solving issues, solving that next step of how do I level up? How do I get better? How do I continue to develop? All of those things, I'm giving actionable ways that you're gonna leave out with. To so it's action. not
0: just feel good stories. You're gonna give actionable items to people walk out with a notepad like I got full of notes.
1: Yeah, on what to do. Yeah, if you're the right type of person, it's gonna be a feel good story. If you're the wrong type of person, you're just gonna be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. But right. then again, hey, to each his own. To each his own. But but, but with the disciplines and the principles, we'll get you there. We'll oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Des Clark, D-E-Z, Clark, with no E on the end, speak.com. Yes, sir. That that my man right there has done it. Again, you've inspired me. Every time we talk, I get excited. I got notes here. I'm all excited. And, man, it's going to it hot. again. I,
1: we got to do it again.
0: We, we got to. Uh, we're going to talk again anyway soon. So uh, I'm going to end this and just look forward to our next call. But thank you so much. Insurance town, thanks you. My citizens, thank you. Uh, do you have is there any way they can reach out to you? Do you have an email address or anything that yeah. anybody want to reach out and say hi or hire you, whatever it might be?
1: They can all, they can everybody can go to, to the website. Um, and then if they want to email me, it's Desmond spelled D-E-S-M-O-N-D at Des Clark Speaks d-e-z-c-l-a-r-k speaks.com there you go thank you again my friend we'll talk here in just a minute absolutely have a good man thank you
0: thank you guys so much for sitting back and hanging out with us today and listening to a wonderful conversation with me and my main man des clark my gosh was that not good are you not fired up ready to run through a wall like the kool-aid man i know that i am every time i talk to that guy i get fired up Again, I'm proud to call him a friend. I'm proud to uh, call him a, a, a now a citizen of Insurance Town. And uh, be on the lookout for this guy. He's going to be even doing more things. He'll be speaking at insurance events before you know it. He's got books coming out. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Be a part of it, man. You're going to want to. Guys, my only action item that I ask from you is go subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about it. As we continue to grow here, we've shot beyond 100 episodes. Um, I've got, uh, people that email me all the time and thank me for the show. Thank you for that. It means the world to me. Uh, I, 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 just, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I'll go into my inbox. I've got a little folder set up and I'll go through the mailbag and just read those because they mean so much to me. Heath at insurance Shoot me an email. Also, we're going to do a mailbag episode in the future. I don't know when yet. I've got so many episodes recorded now, but I do want you to send that in. I'm going to do a mailbag episode shoot me a video of your questions. You can hear your voice or see yourself on YouTube, or you could just shoot me an email with your question. I've already got five or six emailed to me, a couple videos sent to me. I would love to hear your voice on the show. Also, the last thing I'll tell you is, um, if you know somebody, be a great guest on the show, or if you yourself would love to get on and tell your story. I'm all about it. I'm all about highlighting my citizens of Insurance Town. Guys, thank you so much. If you've got an idea for your own show, go to Ready, Set, Podcast. That's GetReadySetPodcast.com. Tell Ryan that I sent you. He does all the heavy lifting. You just hit record and look pretty. Ready, Set, Podcast. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.